The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 29th of October. In your squeeze today, details on the US operation to take down Baghdadi, Brexit's flextension, the AFL women's three-year deal and 39 mil for the painting above your stove. This is your squeeze today. More details have been revealed by US President Donald Trump of the US military operation that led to the death of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. There's a few parts to this, Claire. Let's start with the overview of how he was brought down. Yeah, there's an incredible amount of detail about this that's out there already. Uh, A disaffected Islamic State member seems to have been providing a drip feed of information to the Syrian Kurds, which they then passed on to the Americans. They were able to then lock down Baghdadi's location and had been observing him for several days until they launched a mission on Saturday evening US time. Eight US helicopters carrying special operations troops then flew in from Iraq across some pretty dangerous territory and did what Trump called a very dangerous and daring operation. They launched an assault on the compound. They were able to find Baghdadi and then he went into a dead-end tunnel where he detonated an explosive vest. He killed himself and three of his six children in that explosion. Uh, Reports also say that two women were killed in that compound and they've been identified as Baghdadi's wives. Now, we know all that detail because Donald Trump didn't hold back in sharing the ins and outs of the operation and approached that's had mixed reviews. Yeah, and a very different approach to that that was taken by uh, former President Barack Obama when he announced Osama bin Laden's demise. Uh, Lots of comparisons have been made in the last 24 hours about those two announcements, even right down to the photo that was taken in that um, situation room in the White House. Also revealed was that the operation was named after Kayla Mueller, a 26-year-old humanitarian worker from the US who was captured by ISIS whilst travelling from Turkey to Syria in August 2013. She died in captivity in 2015 at the hands of ISIS after being imprisoned, tortured and reports are that she was also sexually abused by Baghdadi himself. Finally, this all comes with a warning that whilst the death of Baghdadi is a blow to ISIS, it's not the end of ISIS, Claire. Yeah, and there'll be a lot more said about that over the coming weeks and months. A lot of world leaders welcome the news that Baghdadi uh, had been killed, but those including our Prime Minister Scott Morrison also said that it doesn't mean the end of Islamic State by any stretch. In fact, they could be incentivised to rise up even stronger. Over to the UK now, and it's the 29th of October, Claire, which means Boris Johnson's absolute leave date of the 31st of October is only a few days away. Have you cancelled your Brexit party? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, you can send out invites for the 31st of January, uh, Mm. although the European Union says that they've granted the UK what they call a flextension, which is probably my new favourite word. That means that the UK could leave before the deadline uh, if they're able to get a deal through that UK Parliament Uh, experience, of course, shows that that's a very difficult thing to do. Of course, we've got a Christmas and New Year period in between that as well. But where Boris Johnson is currently at, uh, he's still trying to get a 12 December election date through the Parliament and there'll be a vote on that very shortly. 
Yeah, because just to cast your minds back, asking for that extension to the 31st of January was not something that Boris Johnson wanted to do. It was something he was legally obligated to ask for. It was originally reported that the people found dead in that lorry in Essex were Chinese nationals. As investigations have continued, though, it now seems likely the majority of the victims are Vietnamese, 25 in fact, are believed to have come from the same small farming village. Isn't that just an incredibly sad story? Uh, There's a counts uh, from some of those families uh, of the missing. They're, of course, still waiting to hear uh, reports saying that a lot of them mortgaged their land uh, and whatever they had to try and pay the people smugglers so that they could go to the UK. The idea being that those young people would then send money back home to their families. It's also um, sparked uh, inquiries from the Vietnamese government about uh, human trafficking networks uh, and also noteworthy overnight, the truck driver. Um, Maurice Robinson has had the first of what will probably be many court hearings. He remains in custody. To Argentina and the people there have elected a new president. They have. They've picked a new centre-left president, Alberto Fernandez. Fernandez was just a campaign strategist and he only launched his tilt at that top job in May. was a clear favourite to win, though. That's because Argentina is in the middle of an economic crisis. There's a third of that population in poverty. Fernandez has promised to build an egalitarian Argentina. There's concerns, though, about his running mate. He picked former president Cristina Fernandez to Kitchener uh, as his running mate. She, though, is the target of nearly a dozen corruption cases. Well, I've been waiting for a story about Argentina to come up to right the wrong of calling the country Argentina (laughs) at one point in the podcast. It's a rather embarrassing error. A sharp listener pointed that out to me. It's still one of my favourite things ever about this podcast, I reckon. Gee whiz, I'm blaming the early morning for that one. That's a shocker. Over the past few years, there's been lots of talk about the positive impact of moving from fuel to electric cars. But despite the talk, it seems it's not translating to sales here in Australia. No, and when you compare Australia's uptake of electric vehicles, we're certainly not on a par of China, uh, the US, although they're much bigger populations, but even New Zealand is taking them up a lot more frequently than Australians are. We're concerned apparently about how those cars would work on long trips, worried that the charge would run out and it would be difficult to recharge them. Very Australian. Yeah, and a reality, I guess. Um, Australians are also concerned about the price uh, and about the small range of vehicles that are available. Researchers say that our uptake will increase, but there needs to be a bit more education about how the cars actually work. Bit of sport now and open up any paper in our AFL Mad States and it'll be full of talk of the fixtures release later this week. Today, though, it's all about the AFLW Clare, a new deal between the Players Association and the AFL being agreed for the next three years of the Women's League. That's right, and the league will expand to 14 teams from next year. Uh, New sides are coming into the competition from the Gold Coast, Richmond, St Kilda and West Coast. Players have increased their pay, uh, although it's still modest, particularly when you compare it to uh, the sort of pay that the men are receiving. But overall, the Women's Players Association and the AFL seem to be very happy that there's increased investment there. One of the biggest talking points from last year was that the competition didn't allow all the teams to play each other. That still won't be the case. 
Just to finish off, we covered this one in the email. I'm not sure if we touched on it in the podcast, but a little while back, a long lost painting by a pre-Renaissance Italian artist was found in the kitchen of an elderly French woman's home. It's now sold, Claire. Yeah, it was just sitting above the hot plate in the kitchen and it went to auction yesterday and sold for um, Aussie $39 million. Can you just imagine having an artwork in your home sitting above the hot plate in your kitchen? Did she (laughs) have any idea that it was worth that much? None. She thought it was some kind of junk sort of religious relic. Lesson of the day, check your paintings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I don't have anything that's worth anything in my my place god oh and of course we should mention a bit of a favorite here at the squiz ash barty it looks like she'll finish the year as the world's number one women's tennis player claire and i've gone for the subject line in that regard uh, i've gone for oasis i don't think we've had an oasis in the email before but in a champagne supernova in the sky she said yesterday that given that she probably will end the year ranked number one uh, she didn't have champagne on ice she has a few beers she's a pretty down-to-earth kind of gal. As I said, bit of a favourite here at The Squeeze. We've actually done a Squeeze Shortcuts on Ash Barty. The Squeeze Shortcuts lately have been pretty heavy, so if you're looking for a lighter one, it's worth having a listen to. She's someone who's going to be around the news for quite a long time. We talk about her life, her career and her break from tennis. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.